Welcome Welcome to Pros Tinted Tinted Glasses. (laughs) I'm Bailey. And I'm Katie. And I cannot believe that our anniversary episode is the first time that we have done our intro in unison or close to. I know. Normally, we just like both kind of stare at each other until one usually Bailey goes for it. Um, But I was I was committed to going for it this time. No, I love Um, it. And it did not pay off. (laughs) No, it's perfectly appropriate. I, I think it's great. Good, good. Um, Dolly has decided to to continue hanging around, I guess. Yes. I'm in a new recording location. I'm recording from my bed because I was comfortable. And I was hoping it would help make the dogs chill out so they won't be as annoying. Um, And so far, mixed results. But (laughs) we'll see how it goes. It seems to have made them, like, maybe more excited to be very close to Katie. Like, we're in bed. (laughs) But yeah, right before we hit record, I did get a full dog tongue to the mouth, which I do not recommend. <laughs> I got to sit on the other side of the video call and be like, "Ooh, direct hit and not get <laughs> attacked by the dog's love. Mm-hmm. Oh, dogs. They're they're a gift, but they're a lot. <laughs> yes. So yeah, uh, this is our, our one year anniversary episode. It's a little early. Our t- the trailer came out February 15th. And our first episode came out February 25th. Um, but we were we were deep, deep into preparation by this time last year. Yes, we had definitely recorded at least one episode. Um, obviously, we dropped a trailer that had hints of uh, the episode. So, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been a whole year of prose-tinted glasses, which is crazy to think back on. Yeah, it's crazy to think back on all those times that... Bailey was making jokes like, oh, well, when I have a podcast and I was, I would respond to those jokes with, well, when like I'd happily help you co-host that podcast. And they were just jokes and jokes and jokes until they were like less joking. And then now we have had a podcast for a year, which is crazy. Right. Remember when we tried to keep it a secret from the group chat? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not our best move. The group chat will find everything out. There is no point in trying to keep a a secret from the group chat. No, I think we were doing a really good job until, like, I sent a message to the wrong chat. (laughs) I was trying to send it to just you, and I sent it to the group, and everyone was like, hmm? What's (laughs) that? Excuse me? What what are you talking about? Nothing. Nothing. I'm talking about nothing. Um, And our our attempts to play it off went really poorly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not slick, for sure. We never claim to be. Just correct. That's that's true. And we are, and we should say it. Right. So this is episode 24, which feels like a, a milestone. We I think we initially set out to do every two weeks. I, I wrote in my notes two times a week, which was not what we set out to no, do. I, we set out I, to do every two weeks. <laughs> I was able to figure that out in the notes. I was like, that's, oh. I used the wrong notation for biweekly. <laughs> but... I, I think that was always, like, we would always have taken a break, which we ended up doing, but we managed to hit two episodes a month for a whole year, which I think yeah. is really good. I'm happy with it. I think that that's part of being a new podcast. I mean, if you go listen to, like, back catalogs of some of, like, the biggest podcasts out there right now, their first episodes are always like this, and they do have to take breaks because it turns out, like, balancing a podcast and real life can be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I think that we've learned that 
podcasts are hard even on easy mode, which I feel like we definitely are podcasting on easy mode. We're not dedicating a ton of our our time to it. Um, And like, there's definitely a lot more, like there are a lot more little things that I I see that we could be doing, but it would just take up so much more time. So I really, I have a lot of respect for, for the people who just like whole ass commit to being podcasters. Right. Or who did it for like three or four years on a weekly basis before like leaving their quote unquote day job to become a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there this could easily spiral into a full-time job, especially if we went weekly, especially if we like went harder, I guess. I don't know. Like people that like decide to do spin-off podcasts, like there there is enough things that we could be doing for sure to right. make this a job. If it would also sustain us, but we're a long way off from that. Correct. Uh, thank all of you that are supporting. Thanks to all of you that are supporting us, but you are not um, supporting a full-time salary for two people yet. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That doesn't even need to necessarily be the goal. Although I would not say no to extra money for chatting about books with one of my best friends. Like you said, this is podcasting on easy mode. And my first thought was, well, yes, because we are both clearly obsessed with our subject matter, like at all times. <laughs> so it doesn't feel as much like we're like putting in work for some of the prep that we do. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, we've discussed at length, the classics do feel a little bit of like work for me. But if you tell me to read like a YA fantasy, that that is like, I'm heck yes, that's what I was going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically just like an outlet for mostly things that we are already doing. We definitely are are finding ways to streamline it and, and focus some of it. But for the most part, like, we're just reading books and then we talk about them anyway. And you guys listen. <laughs> there are so many times where we start just, like, chatting about books in our DM and I'm like, wait, wait, I can't give away all my thoughts. We have to save it for a podcast. A number of our episode notes are actually just screenshots of our DMs because we were like are talking about something and we're like wait wait this would make a good episode save this <laughs> I think very specifically the episode I remember that happening with most was um retellings like the fairy tale mm-hmm. retellings yeah. yeah we had lots and lots of discussions about that pre I think pre it even becoming an episode idea and definitely pre before recording it yes it was definitely a bunch of thoughts before we even had the episode idea and then we were like wait a second we can support this whole thing here Mm -hmm. as an episode and it just so happens we've actually read a lot of the books Mm -hmm. and then the evolution of like monster book boyfriends also started out vaguely as we had talked about like monster boyfriends but i got on some tangent about like how fairies are different now (laughs) (laughs) katie was like hold on hold on I think actually we should talk about that for real. Yeah, that's like good content. <laughs> and so again, that comes back to like on easy mode. Like I was just ranting about something I was going to rant about anyway, uh, except now we publish it. It's nice. It's nice to just get to talk about things that we would be talking about anyway and that we're passionate about. And, you know, with, you know, I couldn't ask for someone better to talk about them with. So. It's we would be having all these conversations anyway, and it's great that we get to kind of um, memorialize all of our thoughts. TM. Right. And I'm a pretty slow typer for um, my generation, so it's great to talk about it because it would take me way too long to put this all in text. Definitely. I always win uh, whenever we're playing Trivia Murder Party 2. I always win the mini game where you have to type 
<laughs> along to the she, she doesn't uh, just win she uh murders all of us <laughs> every time i mean like <laughs> it's like triple what i type yeah well i mean i've tried to help you guys before there's a strategy where you only type the short words i've done and that you get strategy. way more words that way it's not working for me well i mean i'm content to continue winning so that's no, fine with no. me, but anyway where were we uh, we were just talking about having a podcast for a whole year and uh, how it was easy mode, but there's definitely things that we could be doing to put more into our podcast. Yeah, and I think that that I think that's probably one of my goals for the year is to just do a little bit more on like the social media side, which I think we talk about every time we have a podcast meeting. And then social media, like as a nearly thirty year old woman, is just like so intimidating to me now for some reason. Like I just never know how to do it. In, like, a consistent way. We're also, neither of us are, like, very big social media people to begin with. Like, I know we talk about Mm -hmm. being on Twitter all the time. We're not, like, tweeting things and gaining followers. We're shit-talking with our friends in a DM. Yeah, I just, like, tweet my thoughts into the void as they occur to me. And sometimes that's many times a day, and sometimes that's once a month. Um, And they're not, again, they're not for followers. They're just like, this is a thought I had. Now the world can see it. And, like, I do post on Instagram, on my personal Instagram, but only every couple of months for, like, big events. Like, I posted about my marathon, and then I didn't post again for, like, a month and a half. So it's just hard about, like, just to remember to do those things. And also because gaining popularity on social media had never really mattered to me or anything. Mm -hmm. And so I just, it does not rank high on my priority of time spent. And unfortunately, that does suck for the podcast because mm-hmm. beating the Instagram al- algorithm takes an insane amount of time. Yeah, a lot of commitment. It's really funny. I left my job uh, recently and I was like exchanging contact info with a lot of people that I wanted to stay in touch with. And most of them are like, oh, yeah, I'll follow you on Instagram. So I was having to give my Instagram out. And like, I think the last thing I posted on Instagram was February of last year when I was playing in the snow with my niece and nephew like i am not active on instagram like i will maybe post a story every three months i think the thing that you post most is like repost of our stories the podcast podcast. it is it absolutely is so i was having to like give people my instagram be like i'm really not active there but like i will check it like if you want to contact me or something no 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 last time you posted was the lake Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Was the one you're right. So when July the of whole squad went to a lake house. Yeah. But the one before that was the snow, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't too far off. That's about the frequency with which I post on Instagram. And also almost all of the posts are just my pets. Actually, there's no Dolly on the Instagram. I didn't realize that. In any case, uh, yeah, we could be putting a lot more effort into the social media. And I think that would be the biggest thing that and we had big dreams for big episodes and then we haven't necessarily gotten to the thing is for me I want to do the episode right and that takes a lot more time a lot of time and so instead of attempting to put that time into it I'm just like let's do an easier episode Mm -hmm. yeah and I think we've really gotten into that cycle because there are a lot of episodes that I think are going to be really interesting once we get around to them but they're just 
have a lot of prep work, whether it is just reading all of the books that are relevant, whether it is looking into like some of the controversy and some of the history of what happened, um, you know, just like getting sources and like figuring out how we want to approach the topic and what we want to say, like one of the ones we were planning to do, and I think we'll probably do it soonish. I think this will still be our next like big episode, but talking about Sarah J Moss and so there are just a lot of books that I need to read to like have a coherent opinion about her and the subject right we could not make a whole SJM episode where it's just me like complaining the whole time and Katie being like well I didn't read them so I don't know and it like I maybe you don't need to read every single one but yeah like a few of them so at least you can form a thought on my thought maybe have a counter thought maybe not Mm-hmm. At least get a feel for, like, the vibes of the books and, like, be able to talk about it coherently. Right. And then the other one that we, I know we had talked about in this, and we've actually hinted at it during other episodes, is we really want to talk about everything that happened with, like, Cassandra Clare and, mm-hmm. like, uh, the Mortal Instruments and the fan fiction and all of this, but it's just, like, so much that has to go into that. I read the books a very long time ago, but Katie, I don't think you've read a lot of them. I think I've managed to not read any Cassandra Clare. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with like the the lore surrounding it. Like I know a bunch of the history, but I like I said, in order to be able to to speak on it, I really would prefer to, you know, have read at least some of them so that I can come at it with a. I I ran out of words without just like a hearsay. Right, you're not just I, yeah the. The lore of it doesn't give you a whole lot of, like, leg to stand on in talking about all of the craziness that occurred. hmm There are so many interesting things that have happened out there, and there's so much to talk about with all of them. But uh, life, turns out, it gets in the way, like, more than we thought it would. Possibly yeah. because we did start this podcast in the middle of a global panorama. Uh-huh. Just straight up inside of a panini. That's when we decided to have our big podcasting moment. Yeah, real life definitely gets in the way, especially because like we, I mean, we've touched on it. We're, we're doing this on easy mode. We're not de- devoting a lot of time to it. So I, I thought it would be um, easier than it was. But, you know, you have to take the time to read something. You have to take the time to do research and like outline episodes even loosely. We have to take the time to record. We have to take t- the time to edit and get it uploaded. And all of that, again, it's not like a a huge, huge time commitment for me. It's almost more of like a a mental commitment to be able to spend the mental energy and like really focus. Um, And that's something that has gotten harder the longer the panna cotta goes on. And also like just, just generally, like I was having a lot of anxiety and stress over my job, which is why I recently left it. And especially around... Q4, I worked in like a retail field and Q4 in retail is extremely stressful and crazy. And um, then when I was hoping it would get less stressful and crazy in Q1, it just didn't. Um, So I've just been having a lot of like, like a hard time trying to decide, is this what I want to be doing? You know, and when you're having that much stress and anxiety, it's hard to be like, but I'll just talk about my silly little podcast for a while. It it really zaps your energy and motivation to do things that you, like, want to do, that you enjoy. And one of those things is definitely the podcast, especially when it is, you know, we've gotten faster at editing, but it's still a few hours of, like, sitting there, listening to yourself, removing little chunks of things, changing stuff up. 
it just takes time and it's hard when you you just feel so burnt out and exhausted for months at a time that even your relaxation time is caught up with something even if you want to do the thing yeah it's like a lot of times in the past the podcast has been like a good escape for me mentally but like even really anything in the past like four months or so that I would have once treated as like an escape has like been hard like I think we talk about it sometimes where it's like when you have like a list of books you really want to read but then when you actually like put them into a TBR like then it feels like homework and then you don't want to do it anymore and so like I love the podcast I love talking to Bailey I love everything that like goes into the podcast but when it's like when it becomes homework and I'm already stressed about other things it gets really hard to to get into the right headspace to be able to do it right I completely understand and through all of this I told Katie you know I love our podcast but we do it for fun so ultimately like you need to do what you need to do for real life, and we can bullshit about books anytime. And uh, ultimately, the only people we're like disappointing are our loyal Emilys. <laughs> yes, the two Emilys who are the number one podcast fans. We appreciate them so much. Also, we appreciate the rest of you. I know you're out there thinking, "Wait a second, why do they get a call out?" We appreciate all of you. Yeah, but the Emilys are the ones who most consistently, like, then message us after the podcast with their thoughts, along with, I think, maybe Daniel's up there, too. But yeah, um, they really they really go hard in the podcast paint. We appreciate it. Yes. Um. So, you know, and honestly, if the Emilys really wanted, like, we could do we could just put them in the group DM, too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they would love that. I would love that, too, to get some thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard, too, especially because we are getting to, like, some of the episodes I outlined earlier are books you haven't read yet, which gives you, like, a big mental load of homework. And no, they're not classics, but part of the reason we want to talk about them is because maybe they're not, like, the best or most enjoyable books, which increases the feeling of, like, homework obligation associated with them. Mm-hmm. I'm also interested to see. So the the big update that I, I've said a couple times is that I, I did leave my job. Um, my last day was a few days ago. And I don't have like a new job lined up. I, what I'm going to do, I think, slash it's like 80% confirmed is I'm going to take a software engineering boot camp starting probably in March and just kind of totally career pivot um, and become a software engineer after that. So that will be three months and it'll be basically like a full-time job, but it'll be learning and kind of like an abbreviated type of grad school career reset that I'm really excited about. Um, But I'm taking all of February at least off. Um, So I'm really excited to get back into all the things that, and really it's shocking how fast I have started to feel like a person again, now that I'm not stressed because of work. Um, Like, I'm already, it's been, I've been off work for four days, and I'm already bored, and I'm already looking for something to, like, do and feel like an adult. So it's it's just wild how good it has been for my mental health. So I'm really excited to start start reading some of the things that I've been putting off, because I really have not been able to read as much, like, anywhere near, since, like, November. I've been way off my reading pace for last year, and um, I've read very little so far this year. But the other thing that I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how it goes is, I mean, y'all know that I am predominantly an audiobook reader, and I usually do audiobook stuff, like, while I'm doing other things. And now I'm at home not doing, like, work work. So I don't think I have as much, like, devoted audiobook time. So I don't know how much I'm going to be reading. It's going to be interesting to kind of balance that out. 
Yeah, it will be. Uh, I don't know. Like, I can't decide if we should be tuned in for, like, was it May or March mania that you did last year? Uh, It was May. Okay. I was going to say, it would be very funny if it was March and this, like, one month reset where you kind of get back to it led to, like, March mania (laughs) 2.0, where it was just, like, an insane pace. Uh, But, yeah, I'm sure you'll find a new balance of, like, listening or reading to things without, you know, that at work time set aside where you were listening to it while you did work stuff all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'll do a lot more cooking, a lot more W wording with the dogs. I can't say it because they're right here and they'll get too excited, but going on W words um, yes. and things like that. Outdoor movement is how I get a lot of my like listening time. So I, I feel that. Mm-hmm. And also maybe I'll actually start reading more physical books again. Who knows? That's what I was just about to say is that it might give you the opportunity to read like a few more physical books that you didn't have before because you were like at work all the time and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just it's going to be interesting to see where it takes you. I'm really glad that you're feeling a lot better, though, and like have mental energy to devote to things that you like to do again instead of using mm-hmm. every scrap of mental energy to exist. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate it. And I told Bailey this privately, but just so everyone knows how wonderful she is and how how much her support has meant through all of this. It's it's really made it easier. Like, you know, we talk about the podcast, like it's just a fun hobby thing. But, you know, it is an obligation that we have made, like we made a commitment to it. And so being able to go to Bailey when I was not feeling good and being able to have her be flexible and supportive has just meant everything. So, (laughs) <laughs> gonna get a little too emotional so let's move on i don't i don't like to feel my emotions in public but <laughs> oh no i'm sorry anyway uh yeah so fun goofy podcast where we talk about unimportant things <laughs> so um i think one of the things that we wanted to talk about today in our like one year is kind of what if we changed from the beginning of our podcast to like now how are we different i know i have one very specific thing that i want to call out Ooh, i love specific things go for it oh it's our ability to summarize oh yes oh my gosh our first summarization (laughs) was like a painful recap that took like half the episode yeah it was for the grace here and i remember like midway through our quote-unquote summarization i was like i want to stop like we need to stop and start over like this is so terrible yes (laughs) so now not only have we gotten better at summarizing them on the fly but i think we've also gotten better at like thinking ahead of how we're gonna summarize something so that we aren't spending a chunk of discussion time just telling you what happened in a book you've presumably already read Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I, I think just finding that balance, like you said, because we we know we have listeners who have not read the books, and so I think it's valuable to give them context for what we're talking about, but we don't need to, like, hit every single plot point in detail to, like, like, you can read the book if you want, or you cannot, but, like, we don't need to tell you the whole thing. Right. That's the... That was a hard part, too, and I don't know if that's just because that was one of the episodes that I don't think that we planned ahead as much for, or if it was new, but I think we've gotten a lot better at (laughs) talking in a summarization way so that 
people who haven't read it have an idea of what's happening, but we aren't, like I said, wasting so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. It's a really good call out. I think we are improving. I mean, it's still it's still something that we can continue to improve, but we're definitely improving on um, how we're, like, planning out episode batches so that we can, like, think ahead as to, like, this is the one that we need to spend a lot of energy in, so, like, let's balance it with ones that um, we can kind of throw together on the fly. Like, plot versus character, I think, is one of our, our best episodes of recent times, and we, we straight up just threw that in because we knew we could talk about it at length without any planning. Yes, because we talk about it at length repeatedly, uh, not <laughs> on the, the podcast, time. but yes. And that I think that's like a big difference between, I, th- I want to say one of our first episodes that was on a similar vein was young adult versus new adult. And I feel like I put a lot more like careful thought into curating that episode um, and character versus plot driven. We just jumped in and went. Mm hmm. Yeah, and actually, when I was a little preview at stats, I wasn't going to quiz you on this one, but when I was looking at our stats, um, plot-driven versus character-driven is, like, our best episode in, like, seven or eight episodes, like, our most listened to. So, like, clearly other people also liked it, which is awesome. So, cool. Thank because we're right and we should say it. We are. It's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but Katie's going to quiz me on stats, so she... DM me earlier specifically like don't look at the stats and I was like don't worry the <laughs> thought never crossed my mind to look at the performance <laughs> of our previous episodes during a a one year anniversary episode <laughs> which is why we are such good complimentary hosts right <laughs> I was like oh we should talk about like personal lessons learned and Katie's like let's look at stats <laughs> let's look at numbers which again you know I clearly do not like talking about personal feelings so you know balances out i also think we have gotten better at naming our episodes there was a brief time where we definitely wanted to stick with like really funny episode names and then we kind of realized that if we don't tell you what the book is you may not like find the episode or realize that it's about something that you care about yeah and and i think like podcasts like my favorite murder always name the episodes like inside jokes from the episode which is something i do really like and I think it's fun and I because as a listener I love getting to that point in the episode and being like there it is that's the thing um but for a small podcast where we are trying to build a listenership uh, I think it's better that we just tell you what the episode is about right I mean we did have some pretty funny names but I don't know maybe not everyone searches angsty golden retrievers (laughs) Well, that one I think we did well because we did include. We did put the, the actual name, name in. We yeah, 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 but still. I think that that's a good balance, but it just risks getting the names getting very long, which some of our our episode titles are pretty long. But yeah, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm I'm torn between my favorite episode titles. There's like three that I think are like the best. Which ones do you think are the best? Everything is fanfic and nothing hurts. Mm-hmm. Justice for Murther. Mm-hmm. and eight hours of bed barns and tacos those are three very good very good ones yeah i don't think i have any that would top those i think you nailed the top three names yeah i thought it'd be fun also to like kind of scroll down scroll through some of our um original episode concepts and see like which ones we did and which ones we didn't 
uh, in our in our episode page in our Notion, a lot of this we like did update as we get went in the very beginning, and then a lot of them we stopped up stopped updating. It yeah, as we just much. like left things that we had come up with in our all of our pre meetings. Hmm. So like most of the first like ten or so we did. So Harry Potter, the Gracier, YA verse NA, Grisha verse TikTok is just 2012 Tumblr, but now there's videos. It's gain, it slaps, legendborn, period pieces. We have not gotten to yet, but I'm sure we will at some point. Yes. Red, white, and royal blue, we kind of folded into it's gain, it slaps. Yes. And I think part of that was because when we got into the nitty gritty of like red, white, and royal blue, we realized that it could be like a short standalone episode, but it really thrived in the bigger context of it's gay and it slaps. Mm-hmm. And same with uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yes, we were just really excited about those books because we had just read them. Mm-hmm. Um, the tropes episode. Did we end up doing that one? No, I, I th- we've like talked okay. about tropes certainly, but I don't think we've ever had an episode where we've just dedicated it to tropes. Mm-hmm. So that's something you may see in the future if we if we need to just throw something together because um, tropes are fun. Yeah, although we'd have to narrow it down because the tropes that exist inside each genre are their own episode, basically. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you could go all day about romance tropes while I sit here and roll my eyes. Because <laughs> romance tropes are basically why I don't read romance. It's it's fair. I, I disagree, but it's fair. No, I, I recognize that. It's okay. Um, we haven't done Addie LaRue or Verity, which were two of our early I think we... Thoughts. <laughs> put a lot of discussion of Invisible Life of Addie LaRue into character-driven versus plot-driven. Yeah, you're right. I was like, why do I feel like we have done Addie LaRue? But I know we haven't. That's why you're right. Verity we haven't done because I think we'll probably end up wrapping that into a bigger thriller episode. I think you're right. And I will, I'll have to reread it before we talk about it's it. It's now been a very, that was like the first book that we unofficially book clubbed. Yeah, you're right. Because we had talked about it, and I was like, heck yeah, I'm in, I'll do it. And then I was, like, getting off work that day, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, has everyone finished Verity? And I was like, no. So I sat down and read it all, and by, like, 7 p.m., I was like, okay, we can talk about Verity in the group now. (laughs) I love when we find a book that we all have to read immediately. It's a great feeling. Um, Fan fiction and print, we have done the cassandra claire we have two we actually have two cassandra claire episodes like lightly outlined cover the books but then also the drama and they and like i have multiple tabs saved on google for this drama that goes all the way back into like what would end up being the fucking shipping wars for harry potter and so, like, yeah, we really—that's going to be like a three-part episode with like right. Cassandra Clare books, Cassandra Clare drama, shipping wars. Because the shipping wars are a whole other thing that involved like some fan fiction sites like trying to get other fan fiction sites shut down. Which I can't even describe the like internet landscape back then in a brief way whatsoever. But that was a, like a big deal. Which fan fiction site you like tied yourself to in a fandom was a big deal. Yeah, it was wild. Um, And that kind of ties in again to My Immortal, which is an early concept episode we had. Um, There's a lot of drama in there. 
We will absolutely still eventually do an episode on Destiel Gate. Yes. I saw that and <laughs> I was like, no- oh, we should, we need to do that. You know, I even started like, I was like, you know what? If we're going to do this episode, I need to rewatch Supernatural and it's going to sneak up on me. <laughs> so I need to like start now. This was like eight months ago. Um, I'm on an episode four of the first season, so I think it's safe to say I will not be watching all 15 seasons of Supernatural before we do this episode. I don't know. I think you could do it. I also, I, I've recently, you know, now that I'm off work and I'm like, oh, what should I be binge watching right now? Um, it has occurred to me again to restart Supernatural. The last time I tried to binge watch it, I only made it to like season eight. I made it four episodes. But I can't just pick up at season eight. I would need to start over again and watch all those eight seasons because of who I am as a person. It might, it might, it might still happen, though. Anyway, we will definitely be doing that episode. What do you what do you think about an Omega Verse episode? <laughs> I <laughs> I think we'll have to touch on it. I don't know if we'll make it its own episode um, because I do think that I would just be plagiarizing the Lindsay Ellis videos on it. Um, but it is a very rich uh, landscape of of things we could talk about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have occasionally seen a woman attempting to explain it on TikTok without, like, saying all of the things that will get her kicked off of TikTok. And I'm not envious of her her duty there because, wow, trying to explain that without saying anything that could be construed as sexually explicit kind of rules out the entire concept of the Omegaverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is quite a concept. I One I really want to do sometime, but I don't know when we're going to have the emotional energy, is I really want to read um, Midnight Sun and Life and Death by Stephanie Meyer, which, if you're not familiar, are Midnight Sun is Twilight from Edward's point of view, and Life and Death is the like rewritten Twilight where she switched the genders of all the characters. Yeah, that that would take a lot of mental energy on my end to like jump back into that world. I I don't know. Anyway, yeah. And then what else did we have? Ooh, I have one called Anti-Feminism in Fandom, aka the things girls like are stupid and bad. I think that that would make a really rich and interesting subject matter. I literally just opened that one because I was thinking the same thing, but I also think we have to be careful <laughs> Like, not to, although it's kind of fandom related, so I guess we could briefly talk about, like, the Taylor Swift, like, One Direction boy band era. The the whole thing involved in that, I I feel like it's intertwined a little bit with the Twilight, the whole. Oh, it absolutely is. And we, we still see it now. Yeah, we do. So, before we make this episode, anti-feminism and fandom, aka the things girls like are stupid and bad. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we, we have to stop or I will start talking about it. So Right, that's why I was like, wait a second, hold on, we're going to make this episode happen on accident. <laughs> um, ooh, down at the bottom, I, maybe we just added these in while we were thinking about them, but we did do Monster Book Boyfriends and retellings. Um, and then I also put one called, so we're just publishing fanfic now, I guess, but I think we had talked about that one earlier with um, fanfiction and print. Right. I do. I think. I think we're gonna need to at some point make a Marauders episode um, because that has always been a rich fandom landscape, and it has really, really exploded in the last couple of years. So I think. I think we're gonna need to read all the young dudes and do a Marauders episode. I have so many thoughts on the Marauders modern modern Marauders fandom. I have so many mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah, they're not good. Well, yeah, I know. 
<laughs> but I think it would make a good episode, is what I'm saying. I think it would. I just, once again, I have to like immerse, I'll have to immerse myself into that a little bit more than I'm currently choosing to engage with it. So it'll be interesting, but it will give a very good insight to like the difference between, I guess, when I was very involved in the Harry Potter fandom and Marauders and like now how it's just a different, whole different ballgame. Ooh, um, I'm going to expose you on this one, too. We had a, a concept for an episode called The Nostalgia Factor, and you wrote a note in the in the line that's like, is this good or am I just wearing, in parentheses, P, rose-tinted glasses? <laughs> right. And then you said, wow, I hate myself, but I am going to say it. Yeah, that, make, that, that all tracks. <laughs> that all tracks for me. I actually remember typing that and laughing to myself when I typed it, like... <laughs> I, I mean, this. you're right, and you should say it. It's it's terrible and great at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then we just had all other concepts for just, like, dedicated episodes for different genres, like thrillers, fantasy, sci-fi. And um, so, yeah, I think a lot... I'm actually surprised. I feel like a lot of times when we're coming up with our, like, next batch of episodes, I'm looking at these and I'm like, oh, I don't really, like, feel connected to any of these anymore. But reviewing them this way, I feel connected to most of them. Yeah, I guess I don't typically look at that page as often to, like, see it. So I should go back to that. I do want to touch on the dramatic readings of Goodreads reviews. (laughs) It's not tagged as anything, but it should be tagged as Bailey Rance because that's what it's going to turn into because... I'm adding the tag right now. There you go. Thank you. Now it's tagged. As we know about um, just the way I feel about reviewing in general, but also like part of how Goodreads operates as a social media means that like the reviews for books aren't necessarily like reviews of the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's interesting. I think that'll be a fun, either like a segment on an episode or a small, we, we wrote, maybe we'll do it as an Instagram live sometime. And oh, then that would be good. Now we have since remembered that we hate social media. So maybe, I don't know. It could be a good short episode, one where we honestly would only need to put in like a little bit of effort just to find like particularly funny reviews. Actually, I think one, one stood out to me that I can think of because I remember Katie commenting on it on good, re- or you DM'd me like, I see you out here liking reviews. <laughs> Yeah, you were, uh, I almost never check Goodreads, but when I do, I'm just like scrolling to see what people are doing. And you were like liking and commenting a bunch of reviews of, I think, Sarah J. Moss. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I I think I was like liking a review that actually pointed out the reasons like not to like her stuff. And like, Katie messaged me like, I see you do it out there like <laughs> saying this stuff. I'm like, yep, that's fair. You can't hide from me when you're being petty. I was being petty. <laughs> Which is my favorite thing about you, so good. Um, yeah, so I'm sure like that could be very fun, if, however we ended up doing it, just because it is like that. I have been like focusing more on using StoryGraph, which I think we touched on a little bit in the year-end wrap-up that we did a couple weeks ago. Um, but I really do, I feel a lot better about rating books on Storygraph because I feel like I'm able to it creates a better setup for actually looking at the content of a book and not just like trying to use reactions to get likes and comments 
Yeah, I like how when you, like, put a review, it makes you, like, answer the questions of, like, was it plot or character driven? Was it, like, was it diverse? Did the characters have development? Um, I think that that's an interesting way to kind of frame whether or not you liked a book. Right. I think it's it makes me feel a lot better about, like, like I said, reviewing books because I feel like it's guiding me through actually critically thinking about the book and not just driven by, like, clicks. So... Anyway, uh, do we want to talk about, like, books we're reading now real quick, or do you want to save that for, like, the end and do stats? No, we can talk about what we're reading right now. Um, I am not reading much right now. The only books I've read in February are the Finley Donovan is Killing It and the sequel. Um, I, you know, obviously have talked about having a lot going on, not having as much time for audiobooks, so yeah, I, I'm just kind of chilling and trying to decide, just trying to let my my heart um, guide what I want to read next. Yeah. Gotcha. I what about have, you? Uh, I'm, as one can imagine, reading multiple things at a time <laughs> in multiple different ways. So I started listening to The Dead in the Dark, The Dead in the Dark, and like I told you, it's been tough for me to listen to it, so I rented it from the library, but... I'm trying to work through, like, my Kindle rentals in order that I check them out. So I'm actually finishing up Wicked As You Wish by Rin Chupeco first. Chupeco. Uh, it's it's interesting. There's a lot. I'm not sure that I like the book. I don't hate it. I just think that it's, like, potentially a little bit too much trying to be, too much exposition trying to be packed into one book. Um, so I don't know. Um, I read Renegades, which, as Katie predicted, was very fun and I would like. It's very cute. Um, I'm excited for you to read the second and third book so we can talk about the whole trilogy. It was just, it's the most fun I've had reading a book in a long time. They are on hold at the library, so we will get them eventually. I read Crying in H Mart, which did make me cry, which is hard to do. I very rarely cry at books. I think I cried in, like, Razorblade Tears, this one, and I don't know what else recently. But I read Five Total Strangers, which I hated in no uncertain terms. I read Iron Widow, which I actually did really like. And if we keep going, we'll get too crazy. But as usual, the beginning of the year, I start out strong because it's like winter. There's not a lot going on. It's cold in the Midwest. So. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely excited to hear how you like the ones that you're wrapping up. Um, I'm sure that I will be drawn to something soon. There, there's so many like new exciting books coming out that I think I'll get excited about reading again. So that'll be good. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure you will. You just need a little little time to like mm-hmm. get back to it, reset <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Okay, stats. Do we want to talk about stats? Yeah, I'm assuming I should not click this link. Don't click the link. Okay. Correct. Um, okay, so we, we don't have very many le- listeners per episode. We're still a very small podcast, and I think probably 75% of our listeners are your friends and family, Bailey. I'm, we're really lucky, and I'm very grateful that you have such a large and supportive community. Um, and then, of course, the rest of the squad that we have in common. I'm sure one or two of my family members listens as well. But um, So do you want to guess what our top five episodes in listenership are? I okay. think four are going to be easy and one might surprise you. Okay. So I I think from looking at them not associated with like the year end, just knowledge, like 
the um, Shadow and Bone episode where we hid the giveaway code for the secret or for the special edition giveaway. That was probably our most listened to of all time. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TV show episode for Shadow and Bone. Okay. Um, I don't. I'm running out of steam on my guesses. I don't know if you're you were guessing them like in order. No, I'm just guessing for Legendborn. Good. And then okay. um. Yeah, uh, Pride and Prejudice. No, um, okay. You got you got four out of five. I actually I'm surprised you got Legendborn. That's the one I I was like slightly surprised by. So it's it's all three Grishaverse episodes, okay, and the Harry Potter episode and Legendborn Justice for Murther, um, yes. which it just surprises and delights me that like that's like after the three that we like put a bunch of hype behind and then like the first episode that of course everyone listens to when they're picking up a new podcast um is legendborn um yes i really i really enjoy that that and i'm happens. going to be very excited to dedicate a whole nother episode to the second book when it comes out mm-hmm. yes easily it's gonna be great Yes. Uh, and then uh basically the only other stat that i pulled that was really interesting but they're but they're like layers to this is listener locations so obviously we have large um listenership in dfw which is where i live and a lot of our friends live and cincinnati which is where bailey lives and a lot of her friends and family live uh also in chicago because we have a lot of friends there so that makes sense um there were also and this was actually just for like the last month or so i think um or the last two months, I think, because it was before I had changed the the date settings. And then there were also um, pretty large bubbles in Los Angeles and San Francisco, oh. which I don't know anybody there. So shout out if you're listening from California. Yeah, I do know some people that live in San Francisco, but like mm-hmm. not enough to create a bubble, I don't think. <laughs> and there were smaller bubbles in Nashville, D.C., New York City. And then this one is the one that surprised me the most, Birmingham, Alabama. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think I knew who that is. Really? That's so funny. Okay. Well, anyway, so that was just um, some fun listenership for the last few months. And then I changed the dates and went for for all time. Okay. Bailey, do you want to guess how many countries we have had downloads in? Seven. No. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Three or four? 45. What? (laughs) I thought seven had, was way too much. No, we've had downloads in 45 countries. Um, U.S. is is 85% of our downloads, which definitely makes sense. Do you, uh, we do you guess, live here. Um, yeah. Will you guess the uh, the second most, the country with the second most downloads behind the U.S.? I, my guess is Canada? It is Germany. That is not anything I would have guessed at all. Yeah, uh, 2.5% of our downloads come from Germany. I was only guessing Canada because it's our northern neighbor and, like, especially with hockey Twitter, I feel like we could have had mm-hmm. crossed wires there via, like, tweeting about being a podcast host or something, you know? Yeah, Canada is third, and then the UK and Sweden all have more than 1% of downloads. And then um, I think the one after that was Australia, but it still had less than 1%. Yeah, that's probably, you know, one-off. Somebody is searching the name of a book they were very interested in and wanted to hear us all talk about. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but we we have at least one download in 45 countries, which is extremely wild to me. Yeah. I, like I said, I guessed seven because I thought that would be too crazy. And I certainly never would have guessed Germany as, like, our second highest country. Dankeschön to all of our German listeners, I guess. Or maybe one German listener who's just actually listened to all the episodes. We appreciate it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really all the stats. I thought it was yeah. fun. I was really excited by all the countries, and I thought it was fun that Germany was second. So, It's also fun like to have guessed our favorite episode, or our most popular. I mean, I feel like I knew the Grishaverse would be, because that was when we were doing our best at social media, and there was also, in general, just like a lot of hype about around the books, which is funny, because we kind of planned on doing a Grishaverse episode in general, and it just so happened to coincide really well with the release of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember planning it out and we were like, oh, and like, oh, it'd be fun to do Grishaverse. And then we realized when the TV show was coming out. And so it was. Right. Hats off to us for timing that. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's a new Amazon ser- series for Percy Jackson, so maybe it's time. Disney Plus. Disney um, Plus. I'm it so is sorry. absolutely time. I mixed up my giant it... corporations. How dare I? <laughs> I know. Uh, yay, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, Percy Jackson won't be out for at least a year, so we've got time. That's okay. I already read, like, the first... I haven't read the... Actually, given the scope of the Percy Jackson, like, cinematic universe, if you will, I have not read that much, <laughs> but I've read a lot of the first series. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have to break it up into multiple episodes, like, one for each series and one for the show or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go, but I'm definitely very excited for that and to get to talk about it. More yes. in-depth. I've really been enjoying listening to the newest Olympian. I was just still, about to give so. another shout out to Shubes, who, as always, is welcome <laughs> on our podcast at any time. If you would like to talk about his very specific fandom experiences. I feel like Shubes spends a lot of time, like, half-jokingly inviting Rick Riordan onto his podcast, and we spend a lot of time half-jokingly inviting Shubes onto our podcast. If the shtick works, the shtick works. But also, Rick Riordan is also welcome on our podcast. I don't want to exclude him. Uh, no, please. Uh, if you want to talk about your book that we haven't talked about at all, please come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, best parts of having a podcast. I feel like we kind of talked about this up top. Yeah. Uh, mine is basically having an outlet for my capital T thoughts and just talking with you about books. Um, you know, it's something that we do anyway, would do anyway without a podcast. And it's nice to just have an outlet for it. I also think it is nice to formalize it, like, I don't know, in this day and age, especially since we don't live in the same city, if we didn't do a podcast where we, like, called each other to talk about the podcast, I feel like we would do a lot more of, like, messaging, which is an acceptable way to communicate, but this makes it feel a lot, like, more real and enjoyable, and we're dedicating time to it, where we actually just get to, like, talk about things that we, like, have in common and enjoy, so it's good to be able to, like, watch your dogs attack you and annoy you for the whole time. I said that and they started making noise in the background, guys. <laughs> they can't even hear you because I have earphones in. So that was just good timing. They just knew. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. And, and that's such a good point. And I also feel like it helps us kind of like academic guys our thoughts. Like, as opposed to just like having a thought and throwing it out there, we like throw out thoughts and then like go deeper into them and examine them in a way that I really haven't done since college or high school. Um, And in a lot of contexts, I wouldn't want to, but it's really, it's fun and nice to kind of just like go down the rabbit holes and see where it leads us. I know when we first started, 
I was worried that I'm not a very critical reader because I was like, I, I'm not in general. That's not something I'm, I ever like endeavored to be, but I'm definitely getting more. I've noticed it that I get a little more critical now that I have like formalized that process of talking to you about like a book and making it a little more academic and not in an over the top way, although we almost got there with Dorian Gray, but just in a way where it allows me to talk about like objectively these things about this book were not good, but I still loved it because I think one of the things we really got stuck on with like Priory of the Orange Tree was that the pacing is really tough. And that doesn't mean that it wasn't a good book. It just means that like I can look at it and say, wow, the pacing is not great. And one of the things with other books that we've read is like you need a freaking editor. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah, it's really nice to be able to kind of put terms and put um like actual thoughts and critiques behind like why I do or don't like a book or what can or couldn't be improved as opposed to just like vibes um which I still do a lot of like just vibes when I think about books and I'm still very easy to entertain I still enjoy a majority of the books I read but I definitely appreciate being able to think about them a little bit more in depth and critically and be able to put those words to it right and that's why I ask it's, – it's like crossing over into other media, too. That's why I asked you the other day, like, have you watched Peacemaker yet? Because I have capital T thoughts. Oh, my gosh. I have to actually finish I – ha- I still have not caught up on Peacemaker, but okay. I promise I will this week, and then we can have our capital T thoughts discussion. Because I have – like, I have found some other outlets to talk about, but, like, it's still not the same as talking to you about it. It's sharing my thoughts with you about, like, these media things, and so – it's And it's also kind of funny because normally Katie is the consumer of, like, that type of, con- like, more, like, superhero content and big cinematic universe content. And now it's like, I'm the one who's watched it all. And I'm like, go, go, go. Whereas <laughs> a lot of other times she's like, can I tell you about this thing in The Mandalorian, which you're never going to watch, so I'm going to spoil it for you. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's nice that you're kind of crossing over into my content. I actually, while, while I've been sitting at home the last four days, um, being unemployed, I have been, I've started rewatching the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's one of the th- those things where like, I know you're not super into it, but like, none of our friends are really like, into that. And so I'm like, this is just one where I'm gonna like, Google some discussions of it, like from Reddit, and just see what other people have had to say, um, and just have to be satisfied with that. And so it's nice that you're coming a little bit into my world. So I'll definitely catch up with yeah. Peacemaker. Let's see, like, I think the rest of our group, like, watches it, but they don't have, like, they're not into theory for it, mm-hmm. which I feel like is what we tend to jump straight into is, like, theory for it. So, like, I watched Wheel of Time with my partner, and he hasn't read the books, <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, like, I couldn't get – we could talk about what happened in the show and I could talk about theories with that. But I kept having to, like, catch myself and be like, this is a book thing and I don't want to, like, potentially spoil something that the show is going to do because they are playing, like, fast and loose with the established timeline. So it might come back. Or just, like, it. you can't theorize about something you have no knowledge of. So I can't be like, okay, but they did this, this, and this. So what do you think it means in terms of this? Like, that. If you haven't read fucking 40,000 pages of Wheel of Time, you don't know. That's definitely a flaw of Wheel of Time. (laughs) Yeah, this discussion kind of transitions nicely into, I just kind of wanted to talk about 
the future of pros tinted glasses, like what we what we've learned from this year and what we want to make sure to do in the future. And one of the things that I think we really I would really like for us to refocus on and double down on is like the fandom experience aspect of the pod. Um, I re-listened to our Harry Potter episode recently, and I, I just really enjoyed hearing us talk about that, like the fandom aspect. And I don't think we've like thrown it away by any means, but I do think it's become more of like a background focus as opposed to like. I think it's it's a focus that makes us really unique, and I think that that's kind of like our angle to kind of at all of these things, and it's kind of how we've naturally kind of gone in this discussion, just you know hanging out, chatting. So I just uh, I, I'm excited for us to kind of re recommit to like making discussions come from that angle. Yeah, I definitely. I also re-listened to the Harry Potter episode recently. I think it's because I sent you the message that my friend Helen had listened to it for the first time. And she had a lot of thoughts that she sent into the chat. Um, and so we both re-listened. And you're right, it w- it was fun. But I think we did get a little into, like, let's read this specific book and talk about this specific book. And haven't necessarily pulled back as much to look at the greater picture of, like, that playing in. And as you said, that's what we just naturally fell back into, especially with, like, Peacemaker and stuff like that. And it- so, yeah, I-, I think we should try and pull that aspect in. A little bit I felt like we were getting there a little with like the book talk aspect but then I quickly realized that like I didn't actually want to stay too much on like a lot of what book talk goes with because I don't like a lot of what book talk ends up like focusing on the fandom of book talk doesn't align with where like I am yeah absolutely and I I agree with you there and I'm on the same page but I think it, it is interesting to talk about like where the fandom diverges like what you know what the difference is whether it's youth whether it's medium whether it's um like just what fandoms they are being a part of you know i think there's a lot to to examine there that i think we could have really good discussions on do we want to have an episode about how the season the final season of game of thrones killed a large fandom as we know it because i don't feel like we've had anything that has taken like created the level of fandom that game of thrones had until like, since then. Sorry, since then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Growing up, we've always had, like, these big fandom series. Like, we had Harry Potter. We had Twilight. We had um, Super Who Lock. <laughs> and then we had, like, Game of Thrones. Uh, all of that have all been huge. But I don't feel like in the years since Game of Thrones ended terribly, with the exception of, I guess, Marvel, which still seems too broad because marvel is a collection of stories and not a story yeah i think that that would make a really interesting episode and i actually i don't let's maybe not get too into it but two things that i have to say tangentially is there's been a creator on tiktok recently talking about game of thrones and like honestly really reigniting my love for the book series and making me want to reread it because i'm remembering how fun and cool all of this theory crafting and stuff was um so I, I think it's it's not quite having like a, a wide scale resurgence, but people are sort of like returning to what they loved about that, which is cool. And then the other thing is that you're completely right that we don't have this like large scale thing that we can latch on to. But I've been noticing recently there have been lots of like bursts of of like this sort of thing that will last for like a short amount of time and attach themselves to like right now, I think it's Encanto. Um, I see so much Encanto content on TikTok and stuff that, like, is diving into, like, theories and, like, you know, 
what they think about the show in a way that is really reminiscent of like the Game of Thrones style fandom, but like it's going to last for, you know, a few more months and then something else will come out and like everyone will shift focus, I think. And so I think it's interesting to see that there's, there's a craving for this type of, of fandom and analysis, but we just don't have like the next big thing yet. Yeah. It's like micro fandoms. And I feel like that's definitely what part of what I don't identify with book talk, I think is that it's all, it's all very passing. The only thing that I've seen like exist on book talk this entire time that I've been you know, watching or consuming content specifically for book talk is like Akatar, and frankly, I just can't get behind the fandom of Akatar. So, I think there's a lot to be said about that, and I came up with that idea on the fly as we were talking, which, as we know, are when all of our best ideas happen. So, we'll have to put more like thought into that. Just some behind the scenes of today's episode. We're like, we don't really know what we're going to talk about. We'll list a few things, but like. I'm, I, like, fully have faith that we can figure out something to chat about, like, and that will be interesting, at least to us, if not to anybody else. I mean, the entire podcast is, well, this is interesting to us, maybe other people, but we're going to publish it anyway. So we definitely appreciate anybody who also listens and likes it, but mainly it's for me and Bailey. Yep. Uh, and so that's why we will probably keep doing this as long as it continues to be, like, fun to talk to each other about books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put, um, I like, I will keep doing this for as long as it's fun to talk to each other, which is presumably forever. So Right. Or until they stop publishing books, which in that case, uh, we have a greater situation going on versus like if we get, yeah, compared to like, oh, did we get the podcast out? Like, oh, no, they're not publishing books anymore. Oh, even if they stop publishing books, like there have been lot, like enough books that have been published that I'm sure we could keep going for a pretty substantial amount of time. We're not talking about my TBR right now. you're right how dare i i was gonna say even though i hate the publishing industry and so many things that it does like i don't hope it completely burns to the ground in that way but i do think um it definitely needs some changes as does pretty much every system in america but that is a different podcast oh oh living in america it's so so great so so fun lovely stage capitalism anyway uh i think we should try and end this on a note that is not oh my god we're all dying late stage capitalism sucks so any thoughts (laughs) now all my thoughts are about late stage capitalism sucking (laughs) so thanks for that no (laughs) yeah uh, yes my final thoughts are that um it's been fun it's been a really good year i'm excited to see how it goes in the future i feel like we've learned a lot um And even if nobody else ever downloads an episode, I love talking to you about books. So I'm glad that we're doing this. I'm super glad as well. I've had so much fun and it has brought me outside of like my comfort zone a little bit. I don't really even think I read that many thrillers prior to us kind of talking about doing this podcast. Like Mm -hmm. I read Verity because you guys were like, oh my God, read it. But I didn't really read a lot of the other like quote unquote popular thrillers until i realized that like i couldn't expect you to just read every single fantasy book that's ever crossed my (laughs) mind without like reading something in return Mm -hmm, which i appreciate yeah i mean fantasy's good but it's not all that's out there i'll be fair It, it is good though there's a lot of it i do have a tendency to pick like long books only long series only and thrillers are Not that, which is also great because it taught me that if I'm in a really bad slump, I can read a thriller and it may not be like the best book I've ever read, but usually because they are so plot driven, 
they're so fast paced. It's like, oh yeah, you just want to keep turning pages. Like I read Reckless Girls and I don't think it was like the best book ever written, but it, I think it was like 20 pages in. I was already like, oh my God, I have to figure out what happens, obviously. Yeah, I love when a mystery can actually get you hooked. And and I think that that is like one of the big benefits to thrillers, even if they're not like always going to be the best, like even ones that are like fairly predictable, you at least like are driven to find the end of it, which is great. Yes. So on that note, um, go read some books. Yeah. uh, And especially books that we recommend because we are right. And we should say it. Pour yourself a glass of wine. Let's start reading in between the lines Never know what we might find Yeah, it could be magic Oh, 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 Glasses is hosted by Bailey Utrecht and me, Katie Phillips. Our theme song is by Anna Voss. She's going on her second annual Girl in a Backyard tour, so you should definitely check that out. And our logo is by Baby Truth Collection. Thank you so much for sticking with us for a whole year, and we will see you soon.